Welcome to another edition of The Good Word. I'm Russell Fugit, president and founder of Good Word Digital. Thanks for tuning in to this special Martin Luther King Day edition of our podcast. We're getting back to hitting our stride, bringing this podcast to you a couple times a week uh, going forward. We have some exciting things up uh, coming for Good Word Digital and for myself personally. We'll be sharing those in the coming days. But today, I want to have a very uh, unique and uh, personal discussion around the King Day holiday and on the occasion of the King Day holiday and also uh, on the anniversary of my late uncle Reginald F. Lewis's passing. For those of you who don't know, Reginald F. Lewis was an amazingly successful financier and entrepreneur um, who uh, passed away untimely in 1993 and is an inspiration uh, in many too many uh, in business. Um, and so I'm going to have that conversation. But first, check this out. Today, of course, is a special day uh, in our country and, and uh, many of us are off work. And unfortunately, we also have the, uh, the government shutdown um, where people... Uh, especially here in the uh, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, Virginia area, DMV, are at home. Uh, but I want to get into a, a brief, um, but a hopefully enlightening uh, conversation. Um, on January the 15th, Black Enterprise uh, published, uh, online at least, um, the 45 Great Moments in Black Business. And in doing so, uh, they listed the number two biggest moment. I can't think of a bigger one personally, but of course, as I mentioned, I'm biased. The first black-owned business to exceed a billion dollars in revenue uh, was owned by my late uncle, Reginald F. Lewis. Um, the article talks about how in 1987, and I'm quoting, Reginald Lewis rocks Wall Street when TLC Group's acquisition of Beatrice International Foods in a 1985 million, 19, $985 million leverage buyout. Again, Reginald Lewis rocks Wall Street when TLC Group's acquisition of Beatrice Foods, the largest offshore transaction at the time, creates the first black-owned business to pass the billion-dollar revenue threshold. And of course, uh, the, the article goes on to display the June 1988 cover of Black Enterprise magazine, of uh, which I'm lucky enough to actually have a, a copy that my grandfather saved for me. And of course, this is uh, certainly a milestone that many people in business still look to um, to this day and I would definitely direct everyone to check out the documentary uh, which is still available for free uh, online and I might go ahead and tweet or send out that link uh, especially during as we enter um, Black History Month coming up Pioneers of Reginald F. Lewis and the Making of a Billion Dollar Empire it's a 26 minute uh, documentary uh, Ken Chenault the former CEO and chairman of American Express is featured. Um, my cousin, my grandmother, my father, my aunt, and many others are featured um, sharing their insights and reflections um, about my uncle. And why do I bring this up today on the King holiday? Because access to capital is still very much a challenge and indeed an opportunity. And really Good Word Digital in part was focused, uh, was created to focus on being a platform um, to leverage uh, some of the know-how that I've been blessed to inherit and learn as to how to create opportunities for, for businesses in the early stage. 
and going forward. And uh, more recently, uh, Fast Company actually released an article on the 15th of this month, which says the racial wealth gap is worse than it was 35 years ago. And the subtitle reads, as white families continue to build wealth, black families are losing money. So what does this, you know, uh, have to say for the future of our nation as this gap persists? Um, And as the gap gap between the 1% and even more so the top 10% uh, continues to uh, expand to the so-called middle and working class. Um, The article begins by saying when Dr. King was assassinated in 68, and I'm quoting and paraphrasing, um, he was in the midst of organizing the Poor People's Campaign. Um, And the premise was straightforward. The fight for civil rights had to include economic justice and equal opportunity. Um, for black people to access and build wealth. And my uncle understood this um, very uh, personally and, of course, came of age um, in segregation and then during the civil rights movement um, as he attended law school and then later began his legal career on Wall Street at at Paul Weiss. Um, And um, the article goes on to say, over 50 years since then, the U.S. is even further away from realizing King's vision of economic equity. A report from the Progressive Think Tank Institute for Policy Studies released to coincide with or have been King's 90th birthday finds that in the past few decades, black wealth has actually dropped by half. Adjusted for inflation, the wealth of white families rose an average of 33% in the same time period. The number of households that control over $10 million, most of them white, shot up 856%. So what are we to do um, as a nation Um, as business people um, and and I'm just really inspired this year and there's some things again I'll be sharing in future podcasts to elaborate on specifically what Good Word Digital is doing and how we're partnering with entrepreneurs and how we're um, looking at opportunities uh, both domestically and internationally to help create wealth and opportunity and um, always note to people that uh, Black Enterprise and other publications refer to my uncle Reg as a global entrepreneur uh, in, in a time um, when thinking globally and acting globally really was not something that was really touted or, or uh, discussed in the mainstream as it is now in, in the age of the internet. Um, and so I really uh, you know, want to bring that to the table um, as uh, food for thought as we um, look at uh, MLK. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, been another uh, interesting news item really from December that I really want to point everyone to. And that was the uh, sale in part of, of Bevel um, to, uh, was it P&G, if I'm not mistaken, and a Procter & Gamble. For those of you who don't know, uh, Bevel was founded by uh, uh, Tristan Walker um, and uh, their skincare product line and shaving line has become very popular. Um primarily in the African-American community, and, and he's uh, made a deal to sell it. And it's very interesting conversations I was a, a part of where some people thought that, um, indicated at least, they didn't say this implicitly that he had sold out or that um, they seemed to think that uh, he could have gotten more money. Um, but one thing he said that was interesting was he wanted to be able to raise his family in, in Atlanta, and this um, opportunity allowed him to do so. Um, and as opposed to raising them in Silicon Valley, where I've heard firsthand that the lack of diversity there and in many of the communities makes it very difficult for, for black and brown folks to, to want to be able to be there and raise their family and, not, and, and without having any kind of sense of, of community to 
to, to plug into there. Um, it can be very off-putting uh, from what I've understood. Um, but also, I guess people felt that he could have been independent and, and sold her for more. And it's always interesting uh, as I think back again to uh, Reginald F. Lewis. And, uh, you know, he was asked when he uh, did the $985 million deal for Beatrice, when was he going to sell? And he said he will sell it when someone could run it better than he could. And some people don't get that. But what that means is, hey, if they can run it better than me, that means they can make more money with it than I can. And they'll pay me accordingly to buy the business from me because they're going to make more money and run it better. Um, so I can't ever uh, question. I think it's faulty. And I'm editorializing, obviously, in a very opinionated uh, episode today. But I can never question someone who builds a business, who chooses to sell it and do what they think is best for themselves or for their family. And whether that's because family dynamics change, whether because someone's health has changed or other reasons, if someone can run the business better than them, or if they're getting the value that they need to get, then so be if they uh, partner with one of the biggest uh, health products companies, Procter & Gamble in the world, to be able to expand their brand and keep going forward. And uh, Mr. Walker is a young man, certainly, and I'm sure he'll have a second, third, or fourth act. I have no doubt, so I want to congratulate him um, on this sale, I know, um, I think my uncle would, would be proud of him. I think I can say that. And I know there's so many other uh, entrepreneurs and venture capitalists who are out here doing the work. And we interviewed someone from Afrotech. And we're going to continue to have these conversations, both looking domestically and internationally, um, on access to capital. I was blessed to tra- attend Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. And um, there was a speech that Jesse Jackson gave. And I would never forget it. And he talked about the need for the 21st century and the multicultural tent and for America to be able to prosper into the 21st century that we really need to recognize this tent and that to ensure there was a place for everybody in that tent. And one of the key things he said in that speech was that in order for there to be a presence for everybody, that everybody need to have equal access to capital. And we're still very much fighting that uh, battle today. Um, there's ongoing litigation with some of the bigger banks around mortgage lending, discrimination that continues to happen. Um, we still have issues in terms of education and housing, and we still have issues in terms of access to capital for, for businesses. And, and we know businesses and small businesses are an economic driver that creates jobs and opportunity. So of course, I know we're in the midst of a government shutdown and, and, and I'm the son uh, of a government, uh, retired now government employee who was furloughed in the previous furloughs uh, in the 90s and, and and, and when that, when the other notable furloughs occurred, um, but I'm someone who certainly believes in entrepreneurship, obviously. So I'm someone who believes in, in business and uh, access to capital is, is certainly still a challenge for us. So as we remember MLK today, I want to bring that to the table um, to let's celebrate the entrepreneurs like Tristan Walker who succeed, who get an exit and will have a position to still control his brand and work within Procter & Gamble, by the way. Um, so a new door, a new season opportunity for him. Let's celebrate them. Um, let's celebrate our VCs and let's encourage our young people who are endeavoring to start something. I'm going to be interviewing uh, Tunji Williams, who has a legal tech startup, right? And he's uh, in that niche. And I'm hoping to have him on this week, if not next week, to discuss that. Let's celebrate our, our women entrepreneurs. Um, and, and, and as you know, from listening to this podcast, we love our white brothers and sisters, too, who are, who are doing entrepreneurial things and bringing new technologies to the table that create opportunities and create jobs and for our country, right? We're all in this boat together in this country and in this world. Um, so I want to thank you for listening today. Um, it's the MLK celebration. I hope everybody's taking the opportunity today 
to to reflect on the vision and values of MLK, not just I have a dream, um, but really on the tenets that really define the last few years of his life around uh, social justice and economic justice and equality. And I think until we can get to a more equitable situation in our country, um, we're, we're going to continue to have uh, uh, many of the challenges we have. Um, and, and so thanks for listening to the editorial uh, bent today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please uh, feel free to go to goodworddigital.com to subscribe to our newsletter. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and we really welcome any feedback you have on this podcast. You can message us or you can email us at info at goodworddigital.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Good Word. And we'll be back later this week with another edition. Um, enjoy the holiday. And uh, as my uncle Reginald F. Lewis would say, keep going no matter what. I'm Russell Fugit. Thanks for listening. Peace.